0: This is Dr. Monica from Dr. Monica's Corner, brought to you by the Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. I'm delighted to be able to share time with you today with my friend Monique, who has read some of my work and listened to some of the podcasts, and she's agreed to share her thoughts and her reactions to my work with you through this, this um, podcast this evening. So, Monique, I'm all ears. What you got to say?
1: I don't know. i have thinking. I've been thinking about it, and I have read some of the work, some of the, your your book. And I mm-hmm. first the first time I picked it up and started reading it, I actually had to put it down, and it had nothing to do with what the content was. It's just I kept seeing you at all the little interludes that I was reading. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that I, I thought, and I and I, that really surprised me because mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a creative writer and I'm able to create things and worlds in my mind that are totally fictional that they're not based on anybody or any particular thing and people always go well did you do that? no and I, no I didn't do that that's just something I thought of and I finally right. I had to put it up that this is something that she thought of, and she's just writing it here. But for, for but the first few times I picked it up, I would go, "Oh, Monica," and I close the book, and, <laughs> and then I try it again. I go, "Oh, Monica," <laughs> and
2: my favorite one was
1: it's you have a segment in there where you were met, um, uh, well, not you, but the character meets um, somebody and she went off dancing with him and I Mm -hmm. I could just see you just dancing around and I was like, look at them, you know, it was just a weird thing. But I know that, you know, writers, especially creative writers, we're able to take something out of nothing and Mm -hmm. make a whole world out of it. And it has nothing to do with you or anybody that you know. It's just a world that you've created for that particular instant. And then next week you can create a whole nother one.
0: That's right. It's your imagination that feeds you and the characters yes. kind of take it someplace. You're absolutely right. Yes. Mm-hmm.
1: yes. So, so but I did enjoy, I did enjoy, I, I, up until that point, I hadn't been interested in erotica or writing erotica or even really reading erotica. You know, yes. I romance, <laughs> Didn't I still don't really get into romance books that much because, mm-hmm. to me, they just say a lot of the same things over and over and over. And then I had to really understand that your book was not a novel. It was just short interludes of imagination. And then mm-hmm. once I really understood that, I really appreciated it. Because it's a whole mm-hmm. book of short interludes of your
0: imagination,
1: which is awesome.
0: Did you find that you I – mean, my goal is to educate and titillate. I, I, I own that. That's my goal. So uh-huh. did you find some things that you had that kind of reaction, like I'm learning something but it's turning me on kind of thing? Um, no,
1: I don't. didn't really get turned on. I was highly entertained, but not not necessarily turned on,
0: okay. you know.
1: I, I was trying to reach, read it to my husband, and he was like, what is that? I said, this is what one of my friends wrote. And he goes, who? Cool. And I told him, I said, here's the, here's the lady, and I showed him a picture of you. And he goes, she ought to be ashamed of herself. And I and I'm like, why? She's a writer. She wrote this. And he was like, okay, whatever. So it was just a hit and a miss with him, yeah. You know, so mm-hmm.
0: that's
1: there and we it's go. Interesting.
0: It's interesting because another friend of mine, actually, it's a couple. And when we were talking about it, they were leaving the book in the bathroom, and as each of them used the bathroom. They were reading the book, and I thought that's not the scenario that I envisioned. I envisioned <laughs> couples reading to each other, and he said, "No, that's my wife. I can't, I can't say this. I can't read this stuff to my wife." And so we yeah. then got her <laughs> involved and got into this conversation about um, wives, mothers, women. Friends, girlfriends you know play multiple roles, and there's nothing wrong with someone in a marital situation who can express him or herself sensually and sexually and he he It, it, it really took him aback because he was thinking uh, sacramental almost. And when I tried to explain to him that if you are two people that really care about each other and you are doing the maximum to pleasure one another, the satisfaction, the orgasm that can result can be beyond spiritual. And so, you know, we've kind of gone back and forth about this and every so often I touch base to see how they're doing and it has taken him some time to think of his wife as a sexual being. He thinks of her as the mother of his children. And I kind of laugh sometimes and say, well, how'd you get the children? But in his mind, that was to make a baby. It wasn't, you know, he wasn't thinking orgasm and stuff like that. So part of what I'm trying to do is to help people talk about what they're doing and why they're doing and how they feel about what they're doing so that they can enhance and then, you know, what they're doing. Um, and, and I think sometimes men are the ones that have more barriers sometimes than the women.
1: Well, I know in our relationship, I, he has way more barriers than I have. And I, I, mm. I, I personally have thought that it is a, uh, a Southern, as a cultural Southern thing, you know, mm-hmm. Southern culture for men to to be that way. But, mm-hmm. you know, at, because when I lived in the North, it wasn't an issue. Mm-hmm. But in the South, men want their wives to be, you know, they want to be pretty on their arms. You know, mm-hmm. God forbid that whore in the bed stuff happens, you know, it, it might turn out the room. <laughs>
0: But you see, that's my point. Why can't the lady, the wife, the mother of the children be a vixen, whether it's the bedroom, the living room, the kitchen floor, wherever it is, why can't she have that same enthusiasm? I mean, to me, when men step out, it's because that's what they're looking for.
1: Yes, and they can have it at home. If all they have to do is say, this is what I want. I'm a person, exactly. if you tell me, if you can put it into words, I can make it happen. Problem is, mm-hmm. you can't put it into words. And or you say, you want to yeah. try this? Okay. Uh, you like this? It's okay. You know, okay, okay. Well, after 40 years of okay,
0: <laughs> it's just <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. But you see, you hit the nail on the head for me because I I appreciate it beyond words when I can converse with a woman who understands that yes, she can be the lady and and she can be the the, the sort of you know wife stereotype and she can be the mom, but you know she can pair it up too, and that's the part I want to kind of try to awaken in in people to say give yourself permission to to see if there's that side of you. I mean, I tend to think that it's there, but like you're saying, sometimes culturally it is, it's suppressed or sometimes it's, you know, a religious dogma that could make one think that that's not what you're supposed to do. Um, I mean, there are a whole lot of reasons, how you were brought up, the language that you saw or heard, the things that you saw between your parents, if you saw anything. I mean, all of those things play into how we approach sensuality and sexuality. And I'm just hoping that through the book, and I'm, in you know, writing a second one and through these podcasts, that people would... You know, get an opportunity to think a bit differently about it. But it it sounds like you're kind of in that place. You're okay with that thinking. I'm very much okay with
1: that thinking. I think that between consenting adults, especially married adults, that whatever you guys agree upon together that's not, you know, offensive or shaming or hurtful, you know, I think mm-hmm. that you should be able to do it.
0: Mm-hmm. I'm wondering the language in the book. Did that impact you one way or another?
1: No, it didn't. Um the language, I found it very tasteful. And... Uh, and, and very tasteful and non-offensive. That's that I would say. Yes,
0: mm. that that's good to hear. And it's interesting because I was on a another person's podcast, and one of the other folks that were on the show said that he thought the language was raw, and <laughs> that was not something I had heard previously. And so now I've begun to say to people, well, you know. What about the language? You know, it's it's very straightforward. It's no holds barred, and you know, I don't use the biology book terms. And it's been interesting to get feedback from people about how they feel about it. Um, so, caseful is also not something that's been said. So that that's very interesting too. Thank you.
1: You're welcome. I mean, it wasn't. Yeah, you know, there are a lot of books I've I've attempted to read. Some of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, I refuse to say this person's name because I just don't want to give him any additional publicity, but his books start off raw.
0: Mm.
1: Just, I, mean, they, they, I, I mean, the first words, the first sentence, the first paragraph, the first scene is just raw. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, my gosh, you know, to the point where mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, it, it, it t- kind of takes the fun out of the book.
0: You know what's raw to you? What does that mean raw to you?
1: Um. Well, I would say vulgar, but then you're going to say, "Well, what is vulgar?" <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm. I don't know how to say it. Any there's just the the. Instead of saying using uh, the romanticized words for for sex, it would be like you know I'm a dig her guts out and and uh, tear that you know just so it was more violent almost. To me, I mean it was just yeah. raw and I was like, Uh okay. you, you got okay. break, I'm I'm, I'm breaking. You know, I almost broke her back, breaking her back out. And I'm like, how does this sound, how is this for, you know, how does this play into romance?
0: I don't know, so. Well, and it, it, just... it, it, it doesn't play into romance, and it doesn't really play into erotica either. The the goal of erotica is to it, to bring about yes. sexual Awareness, awakening, and so if you're talking about breaking somebody's back, that, in to me, suggests something violent, something that, um, yes, you know, I I don't know. I would say raw, but I I would I would be um, unhappy to read. I wouldn't want to read something that talked about sex in any of its um, whether it's a position or it's an attitude, anything that would talk about breaking something that would that would bother me, I would agree with that. Um, yeah, it was
1: it was recommended to me by a friend who said it was a good but girl that book is that book it have you sweating. I was like, okay, yeah, because I'm worried about somebody dying in here.
0: <laughs> Listen, any other thoughts you care to share?
1: No, but I tell you, I I will tell you that since listening to your podcast and um, listening and reading your book and another author, I've gotten a little more interested in in erotica. You know, not mm. just reading it, but possibly even writing it. You know, because mm-hmm. sometimes I've I've written scenes in the past, and I'm like, yeah. You know, and then I've written whole stories and just left out the sex part because mm-hmm. I don't want to, I just didn't want to go there and mm-hmm. think on that, think, think of ways to put it together where it sounded,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Um,
0: mm-hmm.
1: Where, it titili- where it was titillizing, titili- mm-hmm. titil- the civilization put it together so that people can see that. But I'm, I'm, opened up my mind a little bit more, and then I uh, met, another, met another writer. Uh, her name is Bridget Midway, and she writes about bondage and uh SM. Ah, BDSM, okay. BDSM, and so I've, I've started reading a little bit of her stuff, and at first it was like, oh, but now it's like, huh, okay, that sounds interesting, mm. or
2: that sounds mm-hmm. different,
1: you know. I wonder mm-hmm. how, how does that actually work, you know. So it, it it's taken me in another direction in my reading.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Have you read the Fifty Shades trilogy? I tried to read it, but I felt like the book was just written so poorly. You know, mm-hmm. I know that the storyline is supposed to be great, and they made, what, three or four movies out of it, but to read the actual book, the writing is so, to me, the writing is very bad. But I know that it's a million-dollar seller, so a lot of people like it.
0: Mm-hmm. It just it took a lot to um, explain, I think, in a way that folks could understand, that with BDSM, it really is about permission. You know, if, if, mm-hmm. if the submissive says no, it stops. And, and that, in a way, can be very powerful. So, um, But you know what? I um, appreciate your taking time to talk with us about your thoughts about what I write. I would wonder if you would be willing to share with folks what you write, because you have also um, sort of charted some different water, and, and your writing isn't um, sort of straight romance, and it's different and I think perhaps folks would be interested in hearing about what you write about you could take a few well, minutes actually, if you want like to
1: I can um, actually I've written a um, it's called New Adult it's a, little, it's, a, it's a step up from Young Adult it's called New Adult and, but it's a vampire story and it's about a couple a werewolf and a vampire who meet and so um And she, well, there's a little girl who's given a school assignment, and she happens to be a werewolf, and she's given a school assignment to write one of those stories on if you could meet anybody, you know, past or present, who would you meet and what questions would you ask them? And I think that's an assignment that's been given out through the years because I remember having to do it when I was in school. But this little girl decides that she, if she could meet anybody in the world, she would like to meet the very first vampire ever. And she doesn't know who it is, where he is, or how to find him. And so, her, since she doesn't know, she you know, does what all little 13 year olds do. She asked her friends. And her friends told her, well, let's make a call out to the universe. And so they go and they call out to the universe. And in return for her call, instead of getting one vampire, she ends up with six. And the story progresses from there.
0: Wow. And see, that again is what I love about writing. You get an idea. It doesn't necessarily have to be how you're living your life, but you use your imagination to allow yourself, in a sense, to be transported to a whole different environment. And that's the beauty of
1: writing. That's the beauty of writing. And since then, I've I've written a couple stories, and I'm working with another guy. I publish stories for other people sometimes, and I'm working with a guy now, um, Big Johnson. And he's, he's writing, you know, stor- short stories that have
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, a lot of, well, he says it's got a lot of sex in it. And I'm like, okay, well, whatever. You know, but it's his story, so. If he wants to right. write, it, and it was it
0: would be in a on the adult level, so yeah mm-hmm. well, you now have an interest in erotica. you may be able to help him craft his language and and his telling in a way that would um, be really interesting to his readers
1: i i i would like I would love to do that, but i but I want him to be able to maintain that male voice, that male perspective, you know, because mm-hmm. women get it. Women get it a lot of times from from a woman's point of view, and we're like everything is soft and sensuous. And but you know, I'm just am and I, I we've only talked recently, but I'm curious as to what his plan, how he's going to pull it off. So I'm I'm mm. looking forward to
0: that. Well, come back again and let us know how that's working out. Okay. I will definitely do that. Thank you so much for this time. I really appreciate it.
2: You take oh,
1: thank care. thank you, Monica. This right. is Thank you very much.
2: Well, folks, I hope you've enjoyed this conversation with my friend, Monique. She was kind enough to share her thoughts about her experiences reading my book, Pure Pleasure, a collection of erotic interludes as well as she's listened to some of the podcasts I've done here at the Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. I'd love to hear your thoughts on our conversation and to let me know if there are things you would like to share and talk to us about. You can reach me at purepleasureerotica, one word, at gmail.com, Erotica at gmail.com, Or you can leave me a message at 850-273-8408 and I'll get back to you very soon. I am enjoying doing these podcasts and I hope that you're enjoying listening. And until next time, take care, be safe. Bye for now.
1: You've got to plug into EPRN. We've got the conversation. We've got the sports team. And our music and entertainment team brings podcasting to extremely new heights.
0: Listen in to EPRN.us. Press the app button on the site and download the EPRN app now. You'll be listening to shows in no time. Take us on the go with you. Our app is accessible on all mobile devices and tablets. Or you can just go to EPRN.us.
1: Your listening is worth your time.
0: Spend your time listening to an independently owned media network.
1: Tell a friend and listen
0: in. Exquisite Podcast Radio Network, EPRN.
2: Hello, I'm Dr. Monica Hayes. I'm the hostess of Dr. Monica's Corner on the Exquisite Podcast Radio Network. Tune in to Dr. Monica's Corner every day on EPRN. On the weekends, you can relax and catch a matinee High match on Thursdays, Fridays, Saturdays, or Sundays at noon. High Lai is entertaining, fast paced, and has a deep cultural heritage. We are proud to bring Magic City High li to Exquisite Podcast Radio Network.